like to extend our welcome to you. Um, uh, that's a, just a great story, isn't it, of uh, Jerome and Tom. And um, they have gone, Jerome, Jerome has gone on to flourish um, at school, and his mum's doing really well as well. And we're actually seeking more mentors like Tom. Um, so if you have a bit of time to give up, it's one or two hours a week for 12 months as a commitment to coach. It's very flexible. It's not you know, set to Tuesday evenings or anything like that. It's pretty flexible. And we support you the whole way. So if you're interested in becoming a mentor, we, we describe our mentors as friends with purpose who draw alongside a young person like Jerome, a child, a young person, or indeed a family like Lisa's family. And the mentor is matched um, with, um, with the family. So um, if you're a mentor here or a past mentor, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for... Um, for giving up your time to see people in tough places flourish. And, and maybe you're watching online, and I, we just want to extend a thank you to these incredible churches. We have 116 partner churches across this nation and in the UK as well. And uh, we, we aim to uh, empower churches to go out and mobilize ordinary people for extraordinary local community impact. And indeed, we are seeing impact. We're seeing impact in a place in Mornington. And I just want to talk to you about one of our staff members because it relates to the fire. Sam Hearn, who's actually a contemporary of Tom's, um, 30 years old. He's on team here at Crossway. He's a part of my team, the coach team. Um, but we've seconded him to, to become mayor of, uh, of Mornington. In fact, he's, he's been nominated to become mayor. He started off as a youth coach mentor on, in, in a place called Tantai. He chose to move into that estate, um, this housing commission area, and he helped people with their Centrelink, helped people with their housing. He set up a missional community there called Jigsaw, an empowered faith community, awesome, awesome, beautiful space, and that's actually become a Baptist church. And the community, they said, well, how about, Sam, you become one of our councillors? And now he's been nominated and has just become mayor just before Christmas. But he's under the pump. So let's please pray for Sam Hearn because he's under the pump because the, the, the Shire, the Mornington Peninsula Shire, have just over this weekend received a thousand evacuees from Malakuta. Uh, and so they've come into the port of Hastings on, on, a, on a naval ship. And um, Sam is having to work extra, extra hours with his team to support them, to house them, to look after them. So please do pray for Sam. Um, uh, really, really important. So, <clears throat> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Crossway. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah? Good. Well, my, my Christmas didn't start so well. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's me. That's me under that Christmas tree. And uh, <clears throat> Christmas trees are not very comfortable. They're not sort of designed to fall on you. And you're not really meant to lie underneath them. So uh, we'd been, my daughter and I had been to the Christmas farm, Christmas tree farm, and we'd, we'd selected this, this tree, and we'd got, taken it back home, and my daughter had decorated it, and I was trying to feed it, um, so can we put that back up? I was trying to feed it um, some, some, uh, some water, and it fell on me, and I can tell you, they're very prickly, they're not very nice at all, they're not very nice at all, um, not recommended, and I, and I, started, I, I said, help, help, because I couldn't actually get it off me. I said, help. I don't know why my voice took on a high note there. But <laughs> um, it, it, I, was, I was shouting, help, please help. And, and my wife said, no. I need, I need to go and get my phone to take a picture of you. So she went, to, she went off to, 
she went off to the bedroom, she picked up her phone and took a picture of me. And then she helped me. And then my, my daughter comes back, she's been working, she comes back, she said, Dad, why have you rearranged the Christmas decorations? So I was in trouble with her as well. But anyhow, I hope you had a better Christmas, start of Christmas than that. Um, it did get better, it did get better. Just to reassure you, it did get better. And uh, we had a fantastic time. Now, Pastor Sam, if you were here last week, Pastor Sam started to help us to reflect on some life-changing scriptures, and he put down a challenge around New Year's resolutions, and I want to just sort of carry on that theme of New Year's resolutions, of goals. What, what are your goals for 2020, the year of perfect vision? What's your vision for 2020? Sorry. Stretching at that, stretching that joke. Um, but, you know, it's a new decade. So what's your, what's your goal for this season? Have you got a New Year's resolution? Well, uh, unfortunately, um, Google tells us that just 8% of us actually reach our goals. And 80% uh, of us fail our New Year's resolutions, um, which is a bit of a worry uh, because I like cake and uh, I've resolved this year to try and get fit because my, my wife, um, she bakes very, a fantastic Christmas cake. It's awesome. She starts in about October and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an incredible cake. It's, she feeds it brandy um, uh, sort of every week. Is that, I'm, I'm a Baptist pastor. I'm not sure if that's okay, but she feeds it brandy and it's about 10,000 calories. Uh, it's absolutely... So I've, I've, I've resolved to do something about that, my weight, to try and get fit again. I'm very unfit at the moment, but I'm going to try and get, uh, get fit. So I was thinking about this, this New Year's resolutions, and, and, and what could possibly help me. And I read this book by um, James Clear called Atomic Habits, and he highlights the story of the British cycle team, the, the Olympic cycle team. They were, until 2004, when um, this new coach, Dave Brailsford, was appointed, they were the worst um, Olympic team. They had won just one goal from 1908. They were a complete disaster, so much so that nobody would sponsor them. They couldn't get sponsorship at all. They, no bike company wanted to put their name against the Team GB, because they were an absolute disaster. But they recruited this new guy, and he said, we're going, to, we're going to actually not just focus on the goals. We're not going to just focus on getting medals. You've always wanted to get a medal, and you've actually failed doing that. We're not, so we're not going to focus on the medals anymore so much. We are going to actually just improve our team by 1%. The systems of our team by 1%. The processes of our team just by 1%. So he, he, said, he did all the normal things you expect of a coach. He put the team through sort of wind tunnels and he got them cycling in these sorts of positions and he got them more and more aerodynamic. He, he improved their nutrition. He improved their fitness regime. But then he said, no, we want to go deeper. We, we're going to commit not just to those normal areas. We're going to go deeper. We're going to do things a bit differently. We are going to actually improve the way we wash our hands so that you don't get cold. So the team, he was saying, you, we don't want so many colds through winter. So we're going to help you learn how to wash your hands so you don't get so many colds. So he actually employed a surgeon to come and wash their hands. Just 1% improvement. Uh, he said, 
we're concerned about the, the bicycle, so we're going we're to paint the inside of our trucks white. He whitewashed all the inside of our, their trucks so that they put these high-performance bikes in the truck and they would be able to see if there was any speck of dust um, that might interfere with the performance of the bikes. He, he said, right, we're going we're gonna to talk to the physios about the, the massage gels that they use on the riders. We're not just content with the regular massage gels. We're going to get the very best massage gels and we're going to use those. We're going to go in the Tour de France, we're going to go ahead of the team and we're going to replace the motel's mattresses and pillows with the, 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 the riders' mattresses and pillows, the ones that they like, so we, they can get a slightly better sleep every night. So they're rested, they're recovering better from fatigue and, and they're going to do better as, as a result. Well, from no medals... In 2004, in 2008, they picked up 60% of the gold medals. And then in, in, 2000, uh, in 2012, the uh, London Olympics, they cleaned up nine Olympic records, the cycle team, and, and six world championship uh, world records uh, in, in, in cycling. And then they went on to win 178 cycle championship races, which is quite phenomenal. And I think in 2008, um, they started to win their first um, uh, Tour de France. Is that right, Bill? Pastor Bill's a bicyclist, cyclist at uh, 2008. And they've, they've, they went on to win five or six more Tour de France's. But it started with just small steps small steps. So I, I was intrigued by this, by this book written by James Clear, because he found that success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformation. So for me, if, if I want to lose that cake, um, if I want to lose a bit of weight, it's not okay just sort of going out and do one-off run. I've got to actually put on, it's, it's, I've got to, it's, I, I want it, my goal is to lose five kg, okay? So I want to lose that cake. And, 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 and so if I just focus on the five kg, I'm not actually very, I almost certainly will fail. But if I start putting out my trainers every morning, and putting out my trainers, if I start putting out my, my gel, my, my little, um, my playlist on my, on my phone, I like my place, my water bottle, my, my Lycra, if I get all that, all, all, all that ready uh, in the morning, ready for the morning, and I go out, just on a short run, just a short run, maybe just a two-minute run. They've, actually, James Clear found if you, just, if you just build in two minutes of exercise, it helps. Or just if you want to go to the gym, if you're a gym person, just go to the gym, hang out in the gym. Don't actually lift any weights. Just go down to the gym for 10, five, 10 minutes. Just hang out. But build into a habit, a regular habit of doing that. Get ready, prepare. Really, really important. And he, he says that an atomic habit is a little habit that is part of a larger system. I'm not a systems guy, I'm more of a goals guy, but I'm learning to put in systems and improving my systems a little bit. Just as atomic atoms are the building blocks of molecules, um, atomic habit, habits are the building blocks of remarkable results. So this was really, really interesting for me. I thought, wow, wow, what, where else do I need to improve the system or the process of my life? And, and last year, I was struck by some scripture, Joshua 1. And we're going we're to go into Joshua 1 in just a moment. 
um, because what I wanted to do is actually improve um, my connection with God. Um, as we say at Crossway, nothing matters more. Jesus is front and center. Who's with me on, on with that? Who, who wants to improve their connection with Jesus? Yeah? There's a few people sitting up their hands here. Who wants to pr- improve in 2020 their connection with Jesus? Anybody with me? Anybody yet? Fantastic, fantastic. Good morning, Crossway. Good morning. The, this, is, this is 2020, the year of a perfect vision. The vision maybe is to improve our connection with Jesus through this year. Uh, that's a good goal. But it's actually quite hard. In some ways, maybe hard to achieve every day. I remember a friend of mine, he said, you know, we'd go to Christian conferences and, and, and holidays together. And he said, this holiday I'm going to have, the goal is for my, the, my Christian, um, this, this conference, God is going to touch me and I'm going to be transformed. Sometimes that happened, but I sort of got a sense, no judgment to my friend, he's a dear friend, but he's slightly fallen away because I think he, he failed to put in a habit of daily connection, daily quiet time connection with Jesus. So I became intrigued. I I thought, well, I don't want to lose my way. I want to keep connected. So what scripture might help me? And I turned to this Joshua 1. Now, just a bit of context. Joshua 1. Joshua was the newly appointed leader of Israel. They'd been um, come out out of Egypt. They'd had this 40 years in the desert. Moses had led them. Moses was the great leader. And he'd he'd been Joshua's mentor, um, but he died. And the responsibility now was falling upon Joshua to inherit the land, to move into the promised land. And uh, he was on the edge of the Jordan River with 12, the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is God speaking to him. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. So the goal, the big goal, was to inherit the land, wasn't it? Cross over in Jordan and inherit the land. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Day and night. There's a habit right there, okay? There's a habit right there. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Then you will cross over the Jordan and you will enter the promised land and have good success. Defeat the enemy, the Canaanites. And so uh, God goes on to say, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now just, just going back one, one, one verse there, a couple of verses back, that this phrase, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What's that about? <laughs> well, in the day, in the day in the, with, with the Israelites, actually probably wouldn't have done much silent reading. We read our Bible, a lot of us read our Bible silently. That's absolutely fine. 
But in the day, the Israelites probably would have spoken it out and spoken it out and actually begun to, it actually means to mutter the word, to mutter, to repeat the word, the scripture, the law on their lips. Yeah, so it's absolutely fine to speak out scripture. Speak, I love speaking out scripture. It's a bit weird if you're in a group. Praise the Lord or come Lord. You know, it can be a bit freaky. But maybe by yourself, it's actually okay. Come Lord Jesus. You're my rock, my redeemer. You can speak it out. Speak it out. Meditate it. And God is saying meditate on it uh, every day, day and night. Now, I reckon, I reckon Joshua was a little, bit, a little bit worried about crossing that Jordan, yeah? A little bit worried. I reckon he was feeling... some fear, yeah? He was fear... Oh, I actually, you know, I don't really like the desert, but it's my comfort place. He'd known the desert for 40 years. He hadn't got Moses with him. I reckon he was feeling a bit of fear. I reckon he was thinking, I'm staying on the east bank of the Jordan. Oh, I'm going to stay put. And there was a risk. There was a risk that he took no action. And actually, all these, you know, all these are linked. Our thinking, psychologists would tell us, and this, you know, actually, God would tell us that uh, it goes back, it's, script, it's biblical. Uh, can everybody see that? Um, this is called the cognitive behavioral triangle. And, and our thinking, our feeling, our actions are linked together. And I think that there was a risk for, for, for Joshua, his thinking, my, I want, I'm a bit frightened, we know, because he was discouraged. And, and God says, God actually says to, do some, to start thinking differently. God actually says, what's he say? Meditate. Meditate on the word. Start thinking differently. Focus on scripture. My rock, my redeemer. Start thinking about that, Joshua. Uh, and, and then be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Start feeling a bit differently. He repeats it three times, I think. Be strong and courageous, uh, Joshua. And, and cross, take the promised land. Inherit is the actual, in this translation, other translations say the promised land. Promised land. Yeah? Everybody with me so far? Yeah? Good, good, very good. Now for me, in terms of life-changing scripture, in terms of resolving things to do things differently last year, I found myself last year really having a problem, in, in all seriousness, with anxiety. Probably was... Uh, clinically anxious. I had anxiety. I was, on my thinking, I was thinking and dwelling on work, family. Now, one in five of us, 
in this nation and in most Western cultures, one in five of us actually do have depression or anxiety. So if you're, you're watching online uh, and you've got anxiety or depression or you're here um, today, um, you know, do see somebody about that. I went to see a counsellor, and I'd encourage you to go and see your GP or, or a counsellor, um, really important, um, but also really important to meditate on God's word. And so what I started doing is I started digging out some of my favourite verses from the Psalms, say. I started, I started actually to, th- rather than, actually, because I was worried, I was worried, you know, I was thinking about my family, worrying about my family, worrying about work, and I was feeling anxious. And what could have happened to me? Well, I could have take, ended up taking a sickie, couldn't I? Yeah, Pastor Dale's not here, is he? Um, uh, I could have ended up taking a sickie and actually not going in. Actually giving up a little bit. Well, for good success for me, what I want to do, the vision for 2020 is to actually extend coach. We want to see more people in tough places flourish. We want to see more families flourish. We want to, we want to see communities raised up. We want to see people coming to faith, to, to following Jesus, people who are doing it tough to, to, to thrive in the presence of God. But I could have ended up taking a sickie. But instead, what I, what I felt called to do um, is to do what Joshua did. It's to meditate on the word. So I started meditating on the word. I started looking up my favorite psalm. God is my rock. God is my redeemer. He's my strong tower. He's, he's my salvation. He's my horn of salvation. He's my refuge, my strong refuge, my strong tower. I started dwelling on these. So I'm starting to think about scripture. I'm starting to meditate on scripture. I'm, and I'm starting to drink up these truths. So instead of anxious thoughts, no longer negative anxious thought. I'm grabbing those anxious thoughts and I'm replacing them with scripture truth and I'm drinking up and suddenly I'm feeling, actually, I'm feeling strong too. I'm actually feeling strong. I can do this. I can step out. You know, maybe, maybe you're, you're going through the same. No longer am I going to take a sticky, sticky anymore. I'm going to actually step up and I'm going to lead. I'm going to start leading. Wherever you are, what are you leading? You might be at school. You might be at college. You might be at work. What are you leading? What's, what's your Jordan? What's the barrier that might be preventing you from stepping across into, into prosperity, into good success? God wants good success. Not just talking, not talking you know, wealth creation. Uh, It might be your business, absolutely. But what's good success for you? What's your barrier? You might not have anxiety, but what is your barrier? What's your Jordan? What's what's holding you back? Meditate like Joshua. Meditate on the word, the rock, my redeemer. Come, Lord Jesus. Some, Some New Testament, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. God is love. Just small portions of scripture. We're going to look at that in a bit more detail. We're going to look at doing that in a little bit more detail. And of course, Jesus did this, didn't he? He did this. But when Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He put into habit, often withdrew, often withdrew. We put that up. Often withdrew to lonely places. And he probably did what Joshua did. He probably reflected on, on scripture. He prayed. And we know, we know he did that because um, when Jesus was challenged, when he was tempted, 
Scripture flowed from him, from his lips. When Jesus was tempted, Scripture flowed from his lips. When Jesus was challenged, Scripture flowed from his lips. When Jesus was crucified, Scripture flowed from his lips. When, and, and if we want to be more like Jesus, if we want to live more like Jesus, we need to build in that habit of meditating on the Word. Yeah? Is anybody with me? Because uh, when Jesus was cut, when he was doing it tough, scripture came out of his mouth. When I'm anxious, I want scripture to come out of my mouth. I want to be thinking differently. I want to be feeling differently. And I want to step into action. I want to do things differently. Because nothing matters more. Jesus is front and center. I want to connect more. That's the big goal. That's the big goal, yeah? That's our big goal, 2020, this decade. If we focus on Jesus, if we focus on these daily habits to connect with Jesus, we'll be transformed. We'll be transformed. Meditation will transform us. It can lead to repentance. It can lead to transformation. It can lead to breaking that cognitive behavioral triangle, that negative feeling behavior triangle. It can break that. It's not Eastern meditation we're talking about. Eastern meditation, some parts of Eastern meditation are useful. Eastern meditation is very good at helping with uh, distractions. But what Eastern meditation does is... um, is, is about emptying your mind. Jesus-focused meditation is about filling your mind with the presence of God. <laughs> Eastern meditation will get us so far, but boy, oh boy, I want a bit more than that. I don't want to just have an empty mind. I want my mind to be filled with the presence of God. I want Jesus in my heart, and Jesus can come into our hearts through his Holy Spirit. He dwells in us if we're following him. That is interesting. That is powerful. So let's look at how we can build into some atomic habits of meditation into our lives, day and night. Maybe you just want to start in the morning. Let's just break this down. Make it, make it easy. So James Clear said, just do, do things for two minutes. Just do it for two minutes. So we're going to practice meditation for two minutes. Some of you might already do this. Great. Push it up to... 10 minutes, push it up to 30 minutes. But just start with two minutes. Get ready to connect. Now, some of us may have got a new phone for Christmas, yeah? We love our phones. We can take our phones out and and give them a little stroke. But for meditation, we turn off notifications, yeah? Come on, Pastor Bill. You've got to turn off. You've got to go into your settings and turn off all those fans, you know, all those followers, and 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 put your phone down or put it in another room, and so you're not distracted. Get ready to connect. Get ready. Get your Bible out. Get your app ready. Bible app. Sit and relax. We're going to practice that. We're going to practice doing this, sitting and relaxing, sitting and relaxing. We're going to do this in a moment, so pay attention. You're all going to do this in a moment, so pay attention. We're going to sit and relax. We're going to just um, jot down. You might want to jot down a verse or part of a verse. Again, atomic habits, just tiny atoms of a molecule. Close your eyes and repeat that verse. Come, Lord Jesus, you're my rock. Imagine, imagine, imagine a place where you've connected to Jesus. I love going out kayaking, and I connect sometimes with God when I'm out kayaking and in nature. 
It might equally be in a worship service. We have fantastic worship here at Crossway. And it could be in a worship service. I'm just trying to connect that on. There's another slide, but don't worry. Just imagine worship. A worship service where God has spoken to you. Yeah? Imagine that. And then, and then breathe through your nose and out. Drink in the truth. My redeemer, you're my redeemer, you're my salvation. So if you're having anxious thoughts, distracted anxious thoughts, replace those with scripture, the truth from scripture and drink that in. Wind back distractions. You know, I've got a masters of distractions. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, some of us are quite, live quite distracted lives and that's part, part, part of the anxiety thing. Wind those distractions back. It's not how often you're distracted, it's how often you wind that distraction back. And a, a way to do that is if you imagine fishing. Who's been fishing? Who's been fishing? Imagine you're casting out, casting out into the water and that's like a distracted thought. You're casting out but then wind that thought back in. Wind it in. Wind it in. Wind it in to focus on truth, to focus on the word. Keep repeating that in your mind. Keep repeating that. And then through the day, this has been so important for me, to through the day, an anxious thought might bubble up, but I'm going to grab that and I'm going to replace it with a truth. Come, Lord Jesus. Christ in me. I know Christ is in me. Yeah. who's with me? Christ is in me. Christ is in you. That's a truth from scripture. So we're going we're gonna to practice this now. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures. Okay, just one minute. We're going to practice. We're going to, you know, in a moment, we're going to be closing our eyes. Okay, so get ready. Bit of, um, bit of works, workshopping this church. We're going to do this together. Okay, come Lord. So just think about one of these scriptures. You don't have to remember all of these right now. Just one, just pick one. God is love, God is my refuge and strength, Christ in me, you're my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Okay, we're going to give this a go. So you've got one in your mind's eye, okay, yeah, you don't need to be a whole scripture, we're going to sit down, okay, and we're going to relax, so if, you, if you, you're already sitting down, hey, I'm going to sit down and chill out for a moment. And, and so we're going to relax, we're just going to maybe... How about you put your hands up like that on your knees, just nice and relaxed, relaxing your shoulders. Okay, you ready? Okay, then we're going to close our eyes, but we're gonna, and we're going to remember, yeah, just Christ in me. God is my refuge and strength. We're going to close our eyes. Imagine somewhere where God's connected to you, connected with you. And then we're just going to repeat that over and over in our mind. If you've got a distracted thought, just wind that back in. That's okay. Just for one minute now. As the band comes up, we're going to practice this. Okay, let's close our eyes and do it. One minute.
Okay, you can open your eyes now. That was just one minute. <laughs> Give it a go for one minute, maybe two minutes. Tomorrow morning, build it up from there. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we choose today to replace any anxious, negative thinking, depressed thinking with you, your truth, Lord. Even if we don't have depression, anxiety, this is a good thing to do because, Lord, we want to, Jesus, put you front and center of our lives. Lord, we want to connect with you. Jesus, please come and help us to do this. That's the big goal. But, Lord, we know, we choose to. We actually to make a decision. We're going to think differently. We're not going to think about other things. We're going to think about your word. We're going to drink in that truth. We, and we, in our lives, we, you're going to give us good success. You're going to help us cross the Jordan, as it were, in our lives. Because we, we know that you want the best for us. We know we, you want the best for us. And you encourage us to be strong and not to be afraid. To be courageous and to meditate on your word. So Lord, in 2020 and indeed through this decade, help us to do that. Because Jesus, nothing matters more than you. And all the people said, Amen.